Lord Jesus, truly that's every believer's desire, Lord. It's Lord to get us out of this old pest house. Lord, out of this darkness of Laodicea and things around us, Lord. We know that it's a word that's been spoken and it's a word that will be fulfilled. Lord, that you'll come get a people, Lord, of your namesake, Lord, and take them home. God, what a day that'll be. Lord, we just commit, Lord, our hearts to you tonight, Father. Lord, we just ask that you would help us, Lord, speak to us, minister to us. We pray, Father, Lord, strengthen us, Lord, in this time that we're living in. Lord, we give ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Genesis 1 and verse 1 and also Isaiah 60 and verse 1. Amen. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Also Isaiah 60 and verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Amen. How many can say praise the Lord? Amen. A place of darkness, but in the middle of the darkness, a great light. Amen. We'll let you be seated. I'd like to speak to you this evening on out of darkness and into light during chaos. As we read, read here, as the Bible says that the world was without form and was void. It was nothing but just the darkness of chaos. And it was a horrible shape that it must have been. Nothing but way into the darkness yonder without a light or anything. And the churning of the waters and the wandering star twisting, as it were, twisted around and around. Nothing to hold it, nothing to keep it in orbit. Nothing to place it in a certain place, or just just as it was, just seemed like a a terrific mass that was lost, couldn't find its way, and this was where the Earth was at as we now stand upon it today. It's a beautiful place. There's beautiful uh, uh, days upon this Earth. There's uh, uh, you know the sun that shines upon this Earth. There's the atmosphere that we enjoy that. Uh, of good weather and things that are here is here now, but at one time it was nothing but a, a, a just a mass of uh, chaos as the wor- winds would swirl around it and and waters would churn and things that were taking place as it was going to its place where God would prepare for it. And you know this is what Brother Brandon would say that he said it was a type of how we were when we were also wandering stars and away from God. Without hope, without God, just churning around out in the darkness, not knowing where we're going. Amen. I believe every one of us could say that's who we were at one time. 
Amen. Out in that darkness and, and of sin or darkness of, uh, of whatever system you may have found yourself in. And it was a great chaos of things that was around you. Your life didn't make sense. You didn't know which way many times was up or which way was down. And, and you know, that's how it is when you're, you get in the time of darkness. I, I, don't, I know many of us has, has been in a room when, when the lights would go out and you very quickly lose your bearings. You very quickly uh, uh, lose, you know, where you're at. And you don't know exactly where the furniture is exactly and bump your toes or, or whatever. Amen. Because, you know, it sends you into a bit of chaos. And this is what darkness does. But his word was spoke over the darkness and over the chaos. It was spoke over all the winds. It was spoke all over all the tumult when it said, let there be light. And that mass of, of creation power went out and began to create a sun, began to create a moon, and began to pull it out of the earth the things that were laying in there in the earth until it would take it from a place of chaos into a garden of Eden. Amen. By the word of God. And, and, and God was showing right there that his word is powerful enough over any kind of darkness, any kind of problem, any situation. You know, maybe it might have been when he said, let there be light. Then might have been hundreds of years. It might have been thousands of years. We don't know exactly the time that it took place, but his word spoke it, let there be light before there ever was a light, but it had to come to pass because God said so. Just as, it, just as the, though he has said, God, I'm going to have a church, it doesn't matter how many dark ages they've been through. It doesn't matter how many problems and situations. He spoke it. He said, I'm going to have a church without spot, without wrinkle. Amen. It doesn't matter how bad the degree of chaos is or how bad the darkness is or how bad the things are around us. His word is already spoke. So darkness can't do anything about it. It can try. It can gather itself. It can try. But Darkness will never defeat light. Amen. Light can always defeat darkness. It can always push it back. But darkness will never defeat light. Amen. You could turn every light in this building off. Amen. You could strike a match. It's a little bitty thing. Amen. And it would push back the darkness. Amen. But that darkness could never push back the light. Amen. Because you see it's showing there in type that his word will always defeat. Amen. The darkness, it'll defeat, overcome every wind of doctrine. His word will prevail. It doesn't matter how impossible it seems, he will prevail. He would show us this, amen, as an as a attribute of himself in Revelation 5, as one of the elders would say to John, weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed. Over darkness, he prevails. Over sin, he prevails. Over demonic oppression, he prevails. Over every sickness, he hath prevailed. Amen. He prevails, amen, over everything that the enemy would ever come with. Amen. We could find him in John. John 1 and verse 4, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Or the light, or in other words, it, the light shines, and the darkness can do nothing about it. 
Hallelujah. Amen. When his light shines, amen, darkness can do nothing about it because it cannot put out the word of God. It cannot stop the word of God. It cannot keep it from coming to pass. Amen. Demons may try. Demons may scream. They may holler. They may protest. But they cannot stop the word of God from being fulfilled. Amen. But we see, you know, as we look at this light and darkness, in every exodus, there was darkness. Amen. There was chaos. In every Exodus, amen, there was also the murder of children. Amen, it would cause a chaos. It would cause an upheaval. It would cause, amen, people to wonder what is going on. Amen, what is happening? Amen, in the first Exodus, we could read a darkness that actually could be felt. We can read it in Exodus 10, verse 21. It says, The Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand towards heaven, and there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. In other words, that you would have to grope or try to make your own way through because you have no light. But they said, And they saw not one another, neither rose any of his place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Hallelujah. Amen. We can read in Matthew 27 and verse 45 at the second exodus. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Now, not only is it a, a physical darkness, but there's also a spiritual darkness. We can see the spiritual darkness that was taking place in the first exodus. We can see the spiritual darkness that was going on in the second exodus. And, and for us to come to our exodus in our time, we cannot expect there not to be chaos. We cannot expect there not to be darkness around us. We cannot expect that there won't be troubles on every hand, but we can expect there will be light. There'll be light to guide us and to lead us no matter where we're at, no matter what we're going through, no matter what kind of troubles we're facing, what kind of obstacles. Amen. There's a light on our path that is guiding us day by day. And this light is not a light that we got to worry about going out. Amen. These lights up here, you got to worry about it. They got a time, they got an expiration date. There's a time that they're going to they're going to end because they're man-made. Amen. The lights at your home, wherever the lights on your car. Amen. How many's replaced them? You had to replace them because they have an expiration time. Amen. But the light that we're being guided by does not have an expiration time. It's an eternal light. Amen. Therefore, it has eternal benefits. Amen. You don't have to worry about getting in the valley of darkness and running out of light. Amen, because there is a shadow in there. So if there's a shadow in there, that means there has to be light. And the light is shining no matter how bad the darkness is, no matter how much the problems around you. God is calling us out of darkness and into light. But there's going to be chaos. During these times, and we've seen it, we see it arising more and more very rapidly as we're going on in the time that we're living in. Amen. Darkness is getting darker, but the light is still there. Amen. We can, you know, we can find, uh, you know, I happened to just stumble across a video just yesterday of watching a woman get up and protest at her local school board. Amen. About about what they're teaching children and why she had to take her children out and why she's here to fight for the other children. And, and she's talking about, you know, when has it become right that we teach our children, amen, to be something that they're not. 
that we begin to tell them that they're a boy when they're a girl, or we allow them, amen, to make a decision when he, she said, God made that decision for them. And she said, you know, just the other day, and she made this statement, I never heard about this, but it shows you the oncoming darkness and the darkness that is pushing and is coming and is going. Amen. She said, she said, you know, just the other day, one of our substitute teachers was fired because a little girl came up and meowed at her and she wouldn't meow back. Amen. Because this little girl had been taught that if she identified as a cat, it was okay to be a cat. How far are we going to go with these things? Darkness is pushing, amen, but there's still light. Amen, it's not, amen, there's still good Christian people that get up there and oppose that darkness, amen. Amen, see, we're facing in this year, amen, we're facing both darkness and light. Amen. We're in one of the most chaotic times of darkness that we've ever, man has ever stood in. Amen. I want to say it's even greater than the first Exodus was. It's greater than the second Exodus was. We're in the darkest time, amen, that man has ever stood in, yet we're also standing right now in the most blessed light that's ever shone. Right in the middle of chaos. Amen. Darkness all around and problems all around. Amen. We're standing also in the most blessed light. The light of the revealed word of the hour that is shining upon our pathway and showing us where we're at. Amen. We're not a deceived people. Amen. We're walking by the word of God and we're walking towards a rapture. But just like in the beginning, there was gross darkness upon the earth, but the Spirit of God, amen, began to move upon the face of the water. And when that Spirit began to move, a voice spoke and said, let there be light. Why did the light have to come? Because those seeds that were laying there in that, in that earth could not come to fruition until the light began to shine upon it. Amen. So the light had to shine. It had to come. Amen. It had to come over the earth and begin to pull out. Amen. The sunflower seeds and the rose seeds and the pine trees and, and this and this kind, this grass and that grass and, and this life and that life. Amen. Life coming from the sun. From the light of God. And God separated the light from the darkness. You know, and I, he said, I believe we're living in that hour again. When God is separating light from darkness. You know, Jesus made a really profound statement. He said, be careful that the light that's within you is not darkness. Amen. Because Satan portrays himself as an angel of light. Amen. So he's separating again the light from the darkness. There's many lights, but there's only one true light. Amen. Amen. That's even, we can talk like we said about the bulbs, but that's also spiritually speaking. There's many lights, but there's only one true light. Amen. That's the word of God and, and what's been vindicated in this hour. Amen. When God is separating it and he's pressing it from the other side of the world that the light might be made manifest. And he said, that's the reason I can say to the church in the middle of all this chaos, shalom. Amen Amen. Amen to them because that is God's peace. Mercy. 
You mean in the middle of the chaos that's around me, all the things that we went through this, even this last two years, and it seems like it's not getting any better. It seems like things are getting worse than they are. It seems like darkness is getting bad and worse than it is. Amen. It seems like things are moving at warp speed, and we're trying to, in the middle of all this, I can have peace. Yeah, you can have peace. He said, that's what I want to bring to you for this year. And I, I want to bring it on to 2022. Amen. That's what I want to bring for this year. Not looking back. We're not looking back. We're not even going to look back and say how bad it's been. We're going to look forward and say how good it's about to be. Amen. Looking forward. We're looking forward to the breaking of a new day. There's something great laying just ahead of us where years has been the joy that we've been looking forward to. The pressing, the coming of that great eternal light. Hallelujah. We're right at the moment of the breaking of the light across that horizontal realm. And it's going to break between mortal and immortality. We're seeing it break between heavens and earth. We're seeing from our earth brown sickness and the troubled world into a bright and shining day of immortal life and immortal body and immortal earth. And it shall never pass away. That's why we can say shalom. It's a light time for the believers, but it grows darkness for the world. And they don't know what's happening. They're wondering, they're shaking in their boots. You know, it's like the Jews prophesied, or the Jews was in the days that Jesus came upon the earth. Isaiah had prophesied that they would have eyes, but they couldn't see, ears, but they couldn't hear. It's the reason Jesus would pray for their forgiveness because that was a way to fulfill the scripture. It's returned again. The Bible spoke about the day we live in. Gross darkness upon the people. Amen. But there's something simply the people want, but they just can't get. Nicodemus would even express it before the Lord. Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, but no man can do the things that you do if God wasn't with him. But it was a darkness upon the Jewish race that the Messiah might come and take a Gentile for a bride. They had to reject him. But also it's going to be the opposite way. Amen. Darkness is coming now upon the Gentiles so he can go back to the Jews again. Jesus came the first time. It was a time of great darkness and chaos. Amen. Could you go back to Moses, the first exodus? Could you imagine the chaos that was upon that land when you had three days of solid darkness? I mean, they didn't have street lights like maybe we have street lights and lights on their carriages or chariots like we have lights on ours. You know, they didn't have it maybe in their homes. It was a darkness that could be felt. I believe we're there again. We're, we have a darkness that can be felt. Amen. You feel it all around you, pushing in on every hand. Amen. Could you imagine the chaos as it was happening as those babies were getting killed and, and, and thrown to the crocodiles and, and they're wondering what's taking place, what in the world's going on, and, and all the while God's word's being fulfilled. I mean, so a light could come and shine, a deliverer could come and bring deliverance to God's people, amen, in the middle of chaos. 
in the middle of destruction seem like and hope is gone and, and it's impossible anymore. We've held on for 400 years, but now it just seems impossible. And there's a baby floating on a little basket going down a Nile River and angels are guarding it and watching over and sitting on top of it, striking crocodiles with swords. They're not seeing none of that, but it's happening and God's got a seed, amen, for a certain purpose that a light can shine in the middle of darkness that it would set God's people free. And then you come now to the second exit, the same thing. Chaos everywhere. Romans over, overlording the people. Taxes and, and burdens and things that was going on and, and problems. And why? Why has it got to be like this? Meanwhile, there's a little, little donkey on his way to Bethlehem. And there's a light shining up there, but nobody's paying attention to the light. All they can see is the darkness. Jesus came first time in the great darkness and chaos, and the world rejected him, but there was a group that caught it. <laughs> Listen, God don't have an exodus unless he's got a people for an exodus. Amen. So we're coming down to the third exodus. He don't have an exodus if there ain't a people for an exodus. So to have an exodus, he's got to have a people. So there has to be someone in this dark Laodicean age that we're living in. Now, uh, what, you say we're now past even what the prophet lived? Past his death, what he lived? It's pretty mind-blowing. Raise of hands, how many thought we'd still be here? Nah. The hour is dark. Gross darkness is on the people. I mean, to the point that our little children can now identify, they want to identify as a cat, we got to meow back to them. Hello. They want to be a girl and they're a boy, then we got to put up with it. Gross darkness. Where are we standing? What does it all mean? What hour are we in? How close are we to the coming of the Lord? What does it mean? God has begun to separate the light from the darkness, pressing. Actually, because the the reason the darkness is getting worse is because the light is pressing. From the other side, it's pressing and it's pressing and it's going to break through to a new day again. Oh, hallelujah. Light is beginning to be pushed into the darkness like he did at the beginning to show the dawn of a new day. The church ages are fading now. The, the, the God is pressing the darkness into a place. The world is covering it up. Worldlyism is taking the thing. Chaos everywhere, dressing and acting and, and carrying on like nothing is going on. He says, ye are not of the world, little children. Ye are of heaven. This is not your home. Hallelujah. Why? Why would we want to try to worry about this old place? This is not our home. The hour is pressing. Darkness is pressing. But so is light. Gross darkness is blinding Israel for the lighting to fall upon the Gentiles. Now it's blinding the Gentiles so it could fall, the light can fall on Israel. Just like the day and night, one side has darkness, the other side has light. And then light comes over to the other side, and then it goes back to the other side. 
the church, the bride is making herself ready. It's time for the rapture. For darkness is fading from the Gentiles to dawn upon the Jews. The sun has traveled from the east to the west and is going back around. Light can only do one thing, go back to the other side. Light can only go back to the east again, back to Israel. God blinded them for a little while. But darkness is now coming now upon the Gentiles so light can come to them. You know, we can read about the darkness that's upon us in Zephaniah 1 and verse 14. It says, the great day of the Lord is near. How many can rejoice in that? Hallelujah. You say, well, brother, brother, this has been like thousands of years. This was prophesied. Well, so was it also hundreds of years that it had been prophesied, behold, a virgin shall conceive. Amen. And that word, Brother Branham said, left that prophet's mouth and began to search for a vessel. <laughs> Until 600 years later, it found a virgin it could rest inside of. And light began to come to a darkened world. Amen. Amen. This has been spoken thousand years ago, but this word has been looking for a vessel. It's been looking for a people ready for the great day of the Lord. It is near and hasten greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day, listen, the great day of the Lord. That day is a day of wrath. Well, check. We've seen that. It's a day of wrath. People losing their minds. Out in the streets, rioting, breaking stuff, turning over this, burning down buildings. A day of wrath. It's a day of trouble and distress. It's a day of wastefulness and desolation. It's a day of darkness and gloominess. It's a day of clouds and thick darkness. But it's a day of the trumpet and an alarm against fenced cities. <laughs> alarm against the fifth cities and against the high towers and I will bring distress upon men that they shall walk like blind men like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood shall be poured out as dust and their flesh as the dung and neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. But the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy, for he shall make even a speedy riddance of all of them that dwell in the land. Hallelujah. Their fenced cities are not going to keep them. It's not going to help them. Their high towers is not going to keep them. It won't keep you either. The only thing that will keep you is the true light of this hour, and that's the word of Almighty God. Yes, sir. Amen. Our silver, our gold, our riches of this place, it won't do us a bit of good. There's only one thing that will. There's darkness, but there's light. There's chaos but there's peace. Mercy. He said gross darkness would be upon the people, but there would be light. Rise and shine, for thy light has come. The greatest time light can shine is in darkness. 
Hey, man, you could take that match and take it out there in the middle of the day, and it won't hardly do anything. But you bring it into a place of darkness, it'll light up, just a little match. And you add another match to that, and another match to that, and pretty soon you got a bonfire, and it lights further, and it lights further. The bigger the fire gets, the fire. That's why in our churches, I believe we ought to light the biggest fire we can get. Amen. I'm not interested in a little bit of kindling or a little bit of spark. I want everything God's got. I want the Spirit of God moving upon our midst and so that in the middle of our chaos, the Word of God can speak and say, let there be light. And when the Word goes forth and that light goes forth, it drives back suicide spirits. It drives back spirits of this world and things off of our young people and it breaks chains of darkness. This is why we got to have that Spirit of God moving. Rise and shine for thy light has come. How can there be darkness and light? It has to be separated. The only thing that's separated is the word manifest. The darkness on the earth, but when the manifest is the word of God, the Son, which is spoken to existence by the word, shows itself darkness runs to the other side. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, again, you, when you get up in the morning and you see that sun peeking over, you know what that's saying? I'm still here. I am the very spoken word of Almighty God, spoken who knows how many years ago. Amen. Been spoken there, and it was been burning and stayed in that position, held by what? Not man's ideas, not scientific achievements, none of that. It's held there by the word of God. And it's showing you the word of God still has power over darkness. It has power over chaos. It has power over everything that was there upon the earth. But when that sun came up, it's showing you I still have power. Hallelujah. And this word has risen in this day. Not man's theology, not man's ideas, not man's creeds, not some Kentuckian preacher. It was God's word made manifest. And it's showing I still have power. I still have power over sickness. I still have power over diseases. I still have power over every demonic oppression. Darkness is trying to push. That's why you feel like it. Feel like the way you do. That's why the nerves try to raise up. And the worry tries to come in. It's darkness. That's why it tries to get you to take a bottle of pills. It's darkness. That's why it tries to come over you and take, make you take your life. It's darkness. Don't forget the light shined on you. And it's still shining. The sun's still up. Amen. Even if you can't see the sun, it's still up. <laughs> Amen. You can have the most up dreary day there ever was and get in an airplane and go right up there. Wait, man, the sun's still up. It's still shining. Don't matter what the clouds say. No matter how bad the clouds may look, doesn't matter how bad it may seem around you, doesn't matter how bad, you know, things are going on in your family and situations in your life and you don't know how to turn to, you don't know how to handle it, you don't know what to do, it's a bunch of stinking clouds. But I'm going to tell you right now, above those clouds, it's trying to block off the things of God from you. But the light's still shining and that light is still there and all of a sudden on a Wednesday night, God will send the wind of the Holy Spirit and it'll blow those clouds back and the sun will still 
Ghost shine upon your life and say, yes, Lord, the S-O-N is still out. In the middle of my chaos, in the middle of my trouble, in the middle of my problem, he is still there. Gross darkness upon the people, but to the church, the bride, shalom, which is God's peace. You know, people get the wrong idea about peace, you know, or joy. They think just because I'm, you know, just go through a bad time and I, you know, I'm down in the dumps, you know, or if I, 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 or some little worrisome thing comes by, my peace is gone. This is not your peace, this is his peace. It's his joy. It's his love. It's his mercy. It's his grace. He's still there. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It's good morning. God be with you. God peace, God's peace go with you. It's good morning. How do you do? Oh, yeah, Brother Timothy, I'll tell you what, it's Wednesday night, and I had a bad day. I was going through this, and I did this, and this one over here, and that one. I'm a, I, I hardly made a church. Well, how do you do? Peace. It's not a temporary thing. It's an eternal thing. When we see darkness settle in, darkness just before the day, we know the morning star is hanging to introduce the coming sun. It's always darkest just a few moments before the day. The darkest before the day because the light is pressing the darkness. But the morning star comes out and says, good morning. Shalom. That's him among us. <laughs> Hallelujah. His word being identified. Shalom. The great day is fixing to break. And when it breaks, eternal, bright, and fair. And his chosen ones shall gather in their home beyond the sky. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Our names are on his book. We'll be there. Doesn't matter what the darkness says. Doesn't matter what the chaos says. And my name is written in glory. Isaiah says, arise and shine. Thy light has come. The word light is vindicated again. Light has been vindicated again. God's word is vindicated again. So when you see God manifesting his promise of the light of the day, or the word given to this age, and you see the promises being manifested, it's showing you peace. Good morning. I'm here. I haven't forsaken you. That great light that hung in the wilderness, amen, that Moses, when Moses forsook Egypt, that esteemed the reproach of Christ greater than treasures in Egypt, that same light was the same light that he followed, was the same light that met Paul on the road down to Damascus. That great light hung before him, amen, that he said, I'm Jesus, amen, I want Jesus, I come from God, I go to God, that same light has come to what? To manifest, to make known to the people the promises he's made for this this day manifested light of the day and while it's amazing the people of God gets more light the dark gets more dark that's what he said the darkness is darkened it gets more dark because light is pressing it's pressing it's pressing he said, well, Brother Timothy, I thought the darkness was pressing. No, actually the light is pressing. It's not darkness, it's light. 
light from that other realm is pressing against the darkness in this realm. And the dark is getting darker. And it's getting darker. And it's getting darker. But that just means the light on the other side is getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer until finally that darkness can't hold it no more. It's held it now for 2,000 years and it's now past the prophet more than he lived. Amen. But darkness is getting darker and darker. But why? The light is getting closer and closer and closer. Amen. We're one year closer than we was last year. We're one day today closer than we was yesterday. Amen. We're one hour closer than when we started service. We're closer and closer and closer till one day, boom, light's going to shine like it never shone before. And that eternal realm going to break into this realm and we're going to be with him forever in the middle of chaos. Rise and shine, for the light is coming to you. (laughs) John the Baptist in his day in the middle of darkness would rise and he would shine the light of the hour as one crying in the wilderness. Behold, I send my messenger before me to prepare the way of the Lord. Jesus would say, you did walk in his light. He was a bright and shining light. Then that light went out. And now there's another light. And many of them refused to see that great light that came down. Even the ones that walked with John. Others that was around, many scholars and things and people that you would have thought would definitely would have knew when the scripture was being revealed and the prophets, Isaiah's message was being foretold or being fulfilled and, and, and a virgin was uh, given birth and things were mysteriously, surely those would have knew it. But the darkness was too great. They wasn't in the light. But there was a couple of fishermen out on a boat and they was having a bad day. And had been fishing and couldn't catch nothing. And it's, you know, chaos all around them. Been working all day. And it was so stupid, my work. I tell you what, I'm getting so sick and tired of it. And all of a sudden, light comes walking. (laughs) Light comes walking. Said, can I borrow your boat for a minute? Peter said, yeah, I, you know, we know he, he maybe, maybe did throw a little fit. I don't know what he did. But Jesus got in his boat and he began to teach. And then he turns around and says, cast out, go out into the deep and cast your net for the drought. What happened? Light began to shine. It began to shine in their little old boat. Amen. It had been walking around down the, shore, the seashores of Galilee. Some were seeing it. Some, the darkness was getting darker. Some, the light was dawning upon them. And he steps into that boat and light began to shine in that boat in the middle of chaotic day, in the middle of chaos. Amen. And to where Peter would have to say, ain't nobody could do what he did but what God. But God. Amen. He had to recognize this has to be my God. It has to be Jehovah. Only he could create. We done been fishing. We done been trying. We been, we been doing what we could do. But he told us to throw on the other side. And now we got not enough for our boat. We got enough for two boats. He's that kind of God. Amen. The light's shining. What about this new year we're facing, Brother Timothy? Where are we going? What's going to happen? It's going to get darker. 
Whew, that gives me the feels of goods. It's going to get darker. It's like I said, even in 2020, people were saying, you know, hey, I can't wait to 2021. Well, who said it's going to be any better? And it wasn't any better. And then, we came, you know, now we've got 2022. Is it 2022? <laughs> Is it going to get any better, Brother Timothy? No, it's going to get darker. It's going to get worse. Things are going to come even worse as we go into the, into the darkness. It's going, but it's in the, in the middle of all of that chaos, in the middle of all the darkness. The, I want you to catch something. The world is going to get worse. The world is going to get worse. You might be in the world, but you're not of the world. Because in your dwelling, in your dwelling, there's a great light that shines. And it's not a temporary light that goes out when it gets darker. It's an eternal light. And it does not matter how many devils rise up and sin begins to blow against it and howl against it. This light is an eternal light. It's a great light. He says, this is what even Brother Brandon would say in 64. He says, what's going to be? Darkness. Darkness to light. Darkness is going to get worse. A new year? A new year, Brother Brandon. What about it? It brings new hope. What? You said it's going to get worse. It brings new hope. We're one year closer. We're one day closer. We're one hour closer. You know, he said, it's like a man one morning. He said, I heard it. Man went out early, picked up his paper, come back, sat down, kicked his feet up on the, on, on the recliner, put his glasses on, began to read. His wife was getting breakfast. Said, John, anything new? He said, no, same old thing, just new people. Yep, that's right, murders, rapes, everything, somebody, but just somebody else done it. It's true. He said, but this new year, we're not just turning a new page. We're turning back to the word again to see what the word has promised for this day, that the light of this day can grow greater and brighter in our lives in the middle of chaos. It ain't changing pages or changing calendars. It's moving towards him, forgetting those things that are behind, pressing towards the mark of the high calling. You know, what makes demons scream? It ain't the darkness. They've been comfortable in the dark. They've enjoyed it. They've, been, they've hid in the dark places. But what'll make a demon scream is light. When that light stepped off that boat over onto the land that the maniac was on, he'd been living out there for a while and maybe, you know, whatever going on, just demons having their own way, doing their own thing. But when that light stepped off onto that land... They begin to scream. They begin to howl. They begin to cause a ruckus. Amen. Even you've seen it in our camps. What caused that? Not darkness, light. Light exposes them. It shows, amen, that the power of light is always greater than the darkness. They can hide in the deep crevices of life, of darkest moments and darkest times. Amen. A psychiatrist or a psychologist can never get there, but that light can get there. It can get to those places you may not even knew about. We can see it, in, amen, in Brother Brown's ministry. He'd go back in lives and begin to discern, amen, that wasn't psychology. That was a light. 
and that light was shining into a darkness and saying that's where that devil attached itself to. And that light would expose that darkness and that darkness would have to flee. But truly, darkness is going to get worse on the world. It's going to push, seemingly get greater and worse. But if you'll put it in your mind, it's truly light pushing against it. It's only another day closer to the coming of the Lord. And that light has moved into that darkness. And that darkness is screaming and hollering. and Chaos is breaking out and things. Because it knows it's just about to lose all power. It's about to lose all power. Amen. We can go. Let me go down for a second. Amen. The rising of the sun. He said, he says, let me, hold on. Let me get to the place. Before I get there, I'm going to stop here for a minute and shalom again. He said, we're creatures of time. He's a God of eternity. He says, see, he says, see, he's, he's coming, he's pushing. He said, just commit yourself to him. Look up, shine with the joy of the Lord. Know that you've been privileged. Your eyes have come open to see the day we're in. Trust in him for the future. No matter how dark it is, trust in him. He's the God. He'll get you through it. You've seen him vindicate his word in days past. He that vindicated his word in days past made all these things happen exactly to the hour that we're living in. Amen. Exactly right to the seventh angel's message. Both showed it in heaven, on earth, made it known three ways so there'd be no slip up. Remember, he promised he would come again. That word will be vindicated. God's promised word with 2,000 years of waiting. 2,000 years of waiting. He will arrive on time. Don't be weary. He will be there. My God. That light will break through the darkness. It will come through it. Come through with ten thousands and thousands of his saints as they come back and take up their bodies. <laughs> Don't be weary. They're going to be there. Amen. There will be a millennium. The old will be young again. Sickness will fade away and death will be no more. They will build houses and they will inhabit them. They will plant vineyards and eat the fruit thereof. They'll not plant and another inhabit. His son take it or his grandson. His son will be living by him. Sounds good to me. His son will be living by him. He'll not plant. Another eats, dies off, and somebody else take it. He'll live there. I'll live there. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like a bully, and a child shall lead them around. There'll be innocence. There'll be nothing hurt. We'll be changed from what we are now to the glorious image of the Son of Almighty God, which is immortal. Years can never touch us. Age can never destroy us. Sickness can never reach us. Oh, that's shouting grounds right there. Cancer will never strike a body again. Hallelujah. You'll never battle again with a mind paddle. Wondering if you're saved. Wondering if you're going to make it. You're there. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Amen. And meanwhile, where you're, while you're there, where's the darkness? It's all gone. It's been eradicated. It's no more. The future? What's the future, Brother Timothy? He holds it. How do you know? When's it coming? I don't know, but he'll be there. When will he do thus and thus? When will the curse go off the earth? When will all these blessed reflections of God's love of trees standing here shining out the flowers and things? When will they grow immortal? I don't know, but they will. When will all the reflection of men's hearts desiring to live and the hospitals and the doctors and the operations and the crying and the grief, when will it all cease? I don't know, but it will. (laughs) It'll cease into the glorious reign with Jesus of a thousand years of shalom. In the middle of chaos. The world is going to go on in chaos while you go on into the wedding supper. (laughs) Oh, praise the name of the Lord. The healing... The deliverances. <clears throat> he said, see, he said, see, it's when the, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. He said that healing part there will not be a physical healing, you think, to say somebody got a sickness to be taken away from them. That's what he's doing now. But that healing will be the whole creature will be changed. This mortal will take on immortality. This old age will jump back into youth. Oh, hallelujah. The first light that was ever given to the earth was God's spoken word. The first light that ever struck the earth was God's spoken word. He said, let there be light. And it turned darkness into light. In order to bring forth the creation of joy and life on the earth, then the spirit of God, as it moved in love and compassion on that great day, that first day of dawn, as it began to sweep over the earth, the sun rose. It's rays and it dried up the waters and made an atmosphere above. And it bring joy and life to the earth. What a great hour. What a great hour. He said, but that wasn't nothing to the sunrise on that Easter morning. This time when the sun leaped into the skies, it brought forth a greater sunrise. A greater light was brought forth. Amen. A greater light to overcome a greater darkness because it was great news. The S-O-N is up. He is risen. He is quickened from the dead. And he is raised over every devil in hell, over every power of Satan, over every spirit that wants to come against you. He's raised up against it. He's raised up over it. First time sun rose in Genesis was bringing a message. There's life coming. And this time when the sun rose, it was again, a, it was a dual sun rising. Another sun rising. Not only the S-U-N, it was the S-O-N. <laughs> it's risen to bring eternal life to God's eternal seed. That by foreknowledge, he's seen them laying in the earth. Oh, yeah, Satan tried to cover you up with darkness. Tried some of to destroy your lives with your family troubles and things. And as young kids and try to destroy you. But light shined on you. And it brought you out of that darkness. (laughs) 
And I always thought, of, I've said this before, but I always thought it was amazing of how in the middle of a concrete jungle, that in the middle of concrete, that this little blade of grass can come up and begin to break up concrete and break it apart. And, and you know, why? Because it was predestinated to life, one. But two, there was a power that began to draw it out of the earth. Down where it was planted, however many thousands of years ago or however many, whatever, before the, before the concrete was put on it, that germ of life was destined for life. And so there wasn't nothing that the concrete could do about it. It tried, it tried to compress itself, it tried to hold it, it tried to put rebar in it, tried to do everything it could, but it couldn't keep that life from coming up because there was a sun that was greater than the concrete. It had a greater drawing power than the concrete had a holding power. Hallelujah. And when this sun began to rise on eternal seas, laying in darkness under the concrete of sin and the concrete, the devil said, you know what? I got him. There ain't no way in the world he's coming out of that fence city. Ain't no way in the world he's coming out of that problem. Ain't no way in the world he's going to rise up out of that. But the S-O-N began to rise. He forgot about that, but he also forgot that inside that seed was an eternal germ inside of there. And the sun began to pull, and that sun's drawing power was greater than the sin's holding power. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so glad his power is greater than every sin, greater than every sickness, greater than every trouble, greater than every devil. I'm looking at seeds that bump, bumped up through du dust and, and concrete of drugs and alcohol and every kind of sin to try to put on your life. Amen. Homosexual sin. Every kind of thing. Prostitute. Every kind of thing. He tried to lay it on side of it, but the sun rose. There might have been chaos all around you, but the chaos couldn't stop the sun. Amen. The chaos couldn't stop it. The concrete couldn't keep it. I'm going to have a runaway here in a minute. Amen. When I think about the power of God that rose even on my life. You might have been in a tomb of denominational systems. Been so buried up in there in that darkness. But the sun rose. And it began to shine. And that light has an ability to go down through crevices and down through all kinds of stuff. And through every kind of obstacle and begin to draw. All of a sudden, for no reason, you thought, man, this can't be the truth. Just out of, seemed like out of the blue. You know, this can't be the truth. Something's wrong here. Man, the way the church is going, what they're doing, and what they're promoting, that ain't the word of God. There has to be. But for there to be a false, there has to be a true. What was that? That was the sun that was drawing you. You might not could have saw it. You may not even knew it was there. But that sun knew you was there. It knew where you was. You may not know where the sun was, but it knew where you was. Hallelujah. He knows where you're at. He knows your address. He knows exactly what you're under. He knows how to go get you. He knows how to redeem you. He knows how to wash you. He knows how to sanctify you. He knows how to justify you. And he knows how to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And I'm here to declare once again, there ain't enough devils that can lay on top of a seed of God that'll keep it from coming up when the sun begins to shine upon their life. They shall come up. They shall come up. There ain't enough devils 
There ain't enough devils of suicide. There ain't enough devils of sin. There ain't enough devils of pornography. There ain't enough devils in hell. Light them all up. Pile them to the sky. If there's a seed down there, it shall. Can you say it? It shall come up. Bless the name of the Lord. And it will begin to scream out, He's risen. He's alive. He's real. He's real. Let's stand together. How many can say this evening, I know the Son is up. I know he's risen in my life. Amen. Devils of every kind has tried to hold me down in the old muck of the world. Try to keep me down there. Maybe you was one of them lilies down there on the bottom of a mucky pond. And covered up with every kind of dirty thing. Amen. It's one of the most dirtiest places you ever could imagine that a lily would come up. Not only has it got to come out of the mud, it's got to come through who knows how many feet of dirty, stinking, stagnated water. Some preacher done damned up. <laughs> Used to be maybe a running stream. But Brother Adam said a bunch of beavers got in there. Damned it up. And it's covered up down there. But the sun comes over. And it's pulling. Pulling. Sunday it pulls. Goes back around. Wednesday it pulls. Goes back around. Monday it pulls. Pulling. Pulling. And down in that old muck down, way down there. All of a sudden, this lily starts, something's pulling me. I feel the pull. I hear the call. I can't even see it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but something is drawing me. I want you to understand something. God wants to do more than bring you out of darkness. He wants to also bring you into light. Hallelujah. He wants to do more than just justify and sanctify you. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He wants to do more than just call you out of denominational systems and denominational self or sins of every kind. He wants to do more than that. He wants to take you in a rapture. Amen. What you got to do is say, God, I want that sun to shine on me. Shine on me, Lord. Draw me out of my man-made ideas. Draw me out of all the things that I got going on around me. And draw me into the presence of the sun. In the middle of chaos, light is shining. And what a glorious light. Let's bow our heads. So many things we could continue. But the sun is shining. The sun is shining. Don't you feel the warmth of the sun? Oh my. Might be a cold day. But just let the sun go to shining. Might be a dark day, but let the sun go to shining. The sun is up. The sun is up. The sun is up. Don't forget the darkness he brought you from. But don't stop in the middle of the pond either. Keep going to the light. Until you're in the presence of the sun. What about this year? What are we doing, Brother Timothy? What's going on? What's happening? He holds it. Peace. Shalom. He's got it.
It's working. It's working. Even when you can't see him, he's working. He's working. When I made it, just say, Lord, let me rest in that peace. Let me rest in it, Lord. That eternal peace of Almighty God. I wonder how many be just honest and say, you know, Brother Timothy, I want to keep moving towards that sun. Let him draw me into that eternals. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father, hands are lifted all over this place. You know, God, our hearts, the devils try to cover us up with anxieties and fears and every kind of thought, every kind of spirit trying to push itself into our spots and our realms, Lord. But Lord, the sun is up this morning. We know your word's not going to go unfulfilled. It doesn't matter what critics arise, what they say, how they laugh, how they make fun. They can send out their emails. They can send out their videos. They can do whatever they want to. The sun is up and it's shining. It's doing. It's moving. Powerful things are happening all over the world. God, help us to get our eyes off the darkness and the chaos all around us situations that are happening lord darkness seems to be pressing but let us not forget it's the light that's pressing from the other side and one day that light's going to that eternal day is going to break bright and fair oh jesus oh jesus pull us lord pull us lord even the light tabernacle may we be pulled lord into the presence of almighty god in that eternal day oh jesus Touch each hand, each heart, Lord. You see our lives. We can't help it sometimes, Lord. We get all discouraged and we get weary. But Lord God, may we turn our eyes on the light. Realize you got it. It's in your hands. We love you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you play it? Go ahead. Sing it. Oh, Yes, Lord.